Madison, the second week of December, 1967. A political piper of peace makes his first appearance. A badger becomes a presidential son-in-law. Savings to come at a new co-op, but no more hot fun in the summertime. And a global music tragedy in a Madison lake. Friday afternoon, December 8th. Ten days after announcing for president, Senator Eugene McCarthy has a very successful start to his Wisconsin campaign, opening a campaign office and exciting an overflow crowd of more than 1,500 at the Wisconsin Union Theater with his attacks on the war in Vietnam and President Johnson. It's McCarthy's first campaign appearance in any of the five primaries he's entered. You might call this the beginning, McCarthy says, predicting he will win the Wisconsin primary next April. Starting the statewide campaign on campus made sense, McCarthy says, quote, because it was here on this campus that the first banner was raised. And McCarthy is pleased as he snips the ribbon to open the campaign office at 116 East Mifflin Street. This is a better headquarters than I have in Washington, he tells office manager Mrs. Edward Miller, 1937 Arlington Place. Former assistant dean in the College of Letters and Sciences, now coordinator of religious activity on campus, Midge Miller assumes increasing duties with McCarthy campaign, and in 1970 would be elected to the first of seven terms in the state assembly. But LBJ isn't paying attention to Gene McCarthy that weekend, because on Saturday the 9th, a White House wedding as former Wisconsin Student Association Senator Charles Chuck Robb of Milwaukee marries the president's elder daughter, Linda. Now a Marine captain, Robb will be sent to Vietnam in early spring. 62 summer of lakeside fun come to an end this week with the announcement that Camp Indianola on the northwest shore of Lake Mendota had closed. National Public Radio's Scott Simon went to Camp Indianola, as did a very creative and somewhat pushy 10-year-old from Kenosha by way of Chicago named Orson Welles, who in 1925 amazed everyone with his one-boy performance of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Wells would later claim he fled the camp by canoe late one night to escape molestation by a camp counselor, but there's no evidence any of that ever happened. The 31-acre camp, with almost 2,000 feet of Lake Mendota shoreline, was sold to the State Department of Natural Resources for $550,000 in 1975 and is now part of Governor Nelson State Park. And the recently incorporated UW Community Cooperative passes its membership goal of 4,000, with founding President Robert Zorba Pastor announcing 4,800 members. The co-op, focusing on books and student supplies, is set to open January 31st at 401 West Gorham Street. Sunday, December 10th. The big buzz in town is about what's going down that night at the factory, 315 West Gorham. The first Wisconsin appearance by the great soul singer Otis Redding. Two shows backed by the Bar K's. Tickets, three bucks in advance, 350 at the door of the former car dealership, now the room of one's own bookstore. 
opening act, a band from Rockford, Illinois, called The Grim Reapers, later to change their name to Cheap Trick. Redding will be flying in from a Saturday night show in Cleveland in the $200,000 airplane he bought the month before, a green and white Beechcraft prop plane with twin 450 engines. There's fog and a damp drizzle as Redding's plane makes its instrument approach to Municipal Airport. A little before 3.30, it's three miles out, over Lake Monona in line with a 4,600 block of Tony Watha Trail. Suddenly, with no warning or call of distress, the plane sputters and stalls and falls into the wintry water. Redding, the pilot, and six musicians die. A clue to the possible cause comes from the only survivor, Bar K's trumpeter Ben Cauley, who says he overheard a mechanic tell the pilot before they left Cleveland that the battery wasn't fully charged. Federal investigators, however, never officially determine a cause. Nor does anyone ever account for Otis's small gray attaché case, with $4,000 in cash from the Cleveland gig and one the night before in Nashville. The case was recovered and noted in the initial police report, but later disappeared. One of the breakout stars at the Monterey Pop Festival in June, Redding had just finished recording a new, quieter song to be released on January 8th. His memory is for a blessing. And that's this week's Madison History Podcast. For the award-winning WORT News Team, I'm Stu Levitan.